Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. All right, check, check, microphone check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Jason Ellis in my kitchen. Thanks for being here, man. Yay, thanks for having me. It's crazy because um, it's a really small world, and I've seen you whatever online we're just around and know the name and then we ended up skating a couple weeks ago at the liquid death ramp yeah we did you um, did and you skated too you're a vert skater you're a fucking vert skater on a mini <laughs> ramp you're a monster um so we're skating together it was uh it was, it was a fun session and then um i was trying to do these hand plans on on a, on a ramp with no vert which is really hard to do and you and you were and you were stoked it's on almost it. stupid you could <laughs> you could say <laughs> So I, I was so impressed by every ride you took Thank to the you, point man. where I didn't know you. I know that you know my friends and I know your yeah. friends. So I was like, this is not rude of me. Yeah. But I definitely asked if I could film every single one of your fucking rides because I was like, this ramp is supposed to be ridden in a really relaxing manner. It's not yeah. really a ramp of accomplishments. And you I were know. like, fuck that. Watch this backside boneless. Watch this indie nose pick where I put all my weight on that truck. So if it doesn't work, it goes horribly wrong. True. So awesome. Um. So it was a fun session. I ended up fucking smashing my shoulder, not breaking it. I didn't want to look like a, like a, a pussy in front of you and Steve-O because you guys probably broke, broke all your bones. So I kind of played it off. And then the next day I was like, fuck, I should get looked at. But I know it wasn't broken, thankfully. I just... Fuck my shit up a little bit. Yeah. And then I see you get like a concussion or something. Two days later, your wheel falls off Man, your board. I fell off in that, uh, the pink motel. Mm. And Tony's laughing because he goes, hey, come skate the pink motel with me. I think Lance is going to go. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I can't not go to that. That's sick. But I also, Tony has been with me every, almost every step of the way when it comes to my comeback of yeah. trying to get my legs back. And he knew that that pool would be a big ask. But I was like, yeah. He's like, just take it easy. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But telling me to take it easy, it it never, it's never worked. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'll do it for a little bit, and then if something feels good, then I just start going, and that's yeah. what happened. I got a couple of grinds, and I was like, those felt great. Let me do Smith grind, and then I almost made one, which I I don't know what happened, but I ended up doing like a bit of a backflip, <laughs> like my my truck flipped out, and I'm all of a sudden I'm upside down. I'm like, wow. I was I came here to take it easy, yeah. and then that like I bruised my ribs. I thought I broke my ribs. Like I had, yeah. it still hurts to breathe in a little bit from it. I grinded my knuckles off, grinded my elbow off, and then two days later at Tony's ramp, my wheel just came off. That's crazy, man. How's that even happen? I think from that pool, the board mm. got hit like yeah. on on something and maybe cracked, and then 
and then it released itself. Yeah, yeah. On the vert ramp, but that was that was shitty. Yeah, so I think I think when I skate mini ramps, I think that I, I'm kind of scared to go back to vert ramps, which I did when I was a kid. So I t- try to do everything I used to be able to do on like a, a bigger ramp on a small ramp, maybe I guess. It's not a bad theory. I still think that maybe there's this um, ramps that people make that are like old 80s vert ramps yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what's her name who's the girl that we had on hulk versus wolf that jumped the mega ramp and did not make it over the gap oh fuck what's her name that was a sick video too oh, fuck she's amazing too yeah oh, damn we're so bad I, oh she's a pro she, she was skates, on the show she, she has a birdhouse uh I follow her on instagram i suck <laughs> we'll get her name after i know exactly what you're talking about though but she has a ramp in her backyard okay that is a mini vert ramp okay I think so that I've, means like a foot of vert, maybe like barely vert. And it's just re- it's like uh, I think maybe eight foot transitions. Okay. Maybe it doesn't. It just when you stand in the backyard with it, it doesn't look like it's much further over your head. Yeah, with transitions, so it just seems like you could get away if you if things go horribly wrong. Maybe not too serious of an injury. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also still have the vert to picture because I get it, dude. Especially when you get older, to I know. get the pop. Like to do big airs on a mini ramp, I'm just not physically capable of that anymore. Mm. You, you didn't even wear pads either on the mini. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say it, dude, but you would knee pads out on the I mini know, ramp. There's man. no, there's no. Where are you gonna knee slide? I, I did see you do that, I so did. I was I wrong. Did. You yeah. did prove a point because you yeah. fell off and then you skidded on your knees, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be handy. I think I'm just used to it. It's like a security thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I feel like I wear I wear knee pads in that pool, and they weren't helping at all. Every mm. time they touched, they just made me uh, tumble head first. Yeah, so you only wear knee pads and helmet pretty much in there. In a pool, because I can't run. Mm. My legs are shot. Shot. So I just do like a. It's a. It's more of a. Even on vert now, because my knees are. One of my ACLs is uh, torn again, so yeah. I just do this weird. I call it a Bob Burnquist fall, where I I go foot. Knee, hip, elbow, flat. Got you. So you have I, it down. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big <laughs> thing. It's a trick in itself, actually. It sounds but like if it. you do it right, you don't. You wake up tomorrow, and you can still do stuff. Yeah. So, um, you're born in Australia, obviously. Yeah, mate. What part? Melbourne, mate. Melbourne's amazing. You have man. to say, mate, every time. Mate, yo, know, Melbourne, mate, is a fucking amazing place. I've been there, played shows there many times. I bet you. Have beautiful been. place, beautiful, good people, food, everything. Um, and how was it growing up there for you? Um. Australia is cool. It was great to grow up there. My, I got to. I was an outdoors kid, so I got to do a lot of camping and motorbike riding. I think that's kind of where I got my fearlessness from. My yeah. father was a maniac. Obviously, my childhood was really bad, but you know, molestation and all that shit. But, Fuck. But I know how the down this one. Yeah, that's the other parts oh, were man. really great. You know, I, I really got to see maybe too much. Yeah. My my therapist said that my biggest problem was my parents had no boundaries because okay. they my mom was 16 and my dad was 20 when i was born so they wow. didn't they didn't know any different yeah and you have siblings too half but two half brothers one passed away when he was 24 so growing up was pretty rough yeah it's weird so yeah parts parts but not all parts but yeah yeah there was some there was some rough patches i'm mean, skateboarding kind of saved your life in a sense though? fuck yeah fuck yeah and how old were you, you got into that like found skateboarding like 14, maybe 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just something your friends were doing or something that... Uh, two twin brothers were doing it at school. Oh, okay. So they got me into it. And then they were actually better than me. And one of them was like a really fat kid. 
And okay. they, they, it took so it wasn't like a thing that I naturally uh, was good at. I was, yeah. if anything, I was. It's, it was pretty apparent that I wasn't mm-hmm. gifted at skateboarding. Yeah, but uh, for whatever reason, maybe you know, I feel like there was a. I had a not much of a connection with anybody in my family, and my father's connection, like my father, was the only person that I felt connected to, and he was the he had betrayed me on a really high level. So yeah. so once I got older it was like you can't trust anybody you know and you can't reveal anything because nobody is to be trusted yeah so i think feeling lonely skateboarding was my friend and it was always there for me Mm -hmm. so i think maybe that's what originally yeah because i've i'm one of those people that if i don't i'm not talented at it i probably don't get that interested in it i want to be good (laughs) yeah but for that i didn't care you didn't do sports or nothing like that yeah, yeah, I played football and cricket for a little bit, but you know, I want I didn't I wasn't very coachable. Yeah, and then how were you in school? Did you fuck up in Terrible. school? Terrible. I have dyslexia. I failed everything. I wow. I have a I I I learned how to read in America. Oh wow. When I was sponsored by Planet Earth, I used to go to McGill Skate Park and always wear a Planet Earth t-shirt. So cuz you have to write down your sponsor so you don't have to pay to get in. So I can't spell Planet Earth. Holy shit, man. So you you're just like in the street skating, crazy home life. Fucking up in school. Were you partying too at a young age too? Yeah, drugs. Fuck you. Yeah. Super young. Yeah, yeah. Not not like uh, you know eleven or anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably got a couple of drinks in me when I was eleven. Like I you know stole my mum's beers and shit like that. So I'd probably already had drinks. But I you know I held off on the coke and stuff till I got a little bit older. But it's like one of those things when you get into it. It's just I was one of those addicts. Yeah. You know when everyone got into it, I was like, let's get right into it. You know. We just dived right in. So did you uh, graduate too? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I left school when I was, the day I turned 16, my dad was Holy like, you're shit. terrible at it. You should just get a job. So I started working. What kind of job do you have? Uh, first one was a, a trolley boy at the supermarket. And then they moved me to checkout chick. And I really didn't like that because I can't do math either. Fuck. Uh, What's a trolley boy? Uh, where you put the trolleys. You, where the it's people a cart, leave- you mean? The carts, yeah. Okay, okay. The cart boy. <laughs> okay, cart boy. Yeah, and then a courier, and then uh, and then I worked at my dad's shop to, he had an electronic shop, so I worked in an electronic shop to save money for plane tickets to America. Wow, so you started skating hard, and then were you doing street first? No, just vert. Wow, so there's a big vert scene there then. All I, I yeah, I was, okay. I'm from uh, Future Primitive, Era, you know, like okay. when I showed up, it was the Bones Brigade. Hell yeah! When I first showed up, it was the Bones Brigade, but we didn't have magazines or videos, so I just heard of the Bones Brigade. Wow! And I heard a guy at the ski shop because that's our skate shop. It was a water ski shop that had skates in the back. Okay. And the guy that worked there said there was a dude named Tony Hawk that could do uh, finger flips. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, Nah, nobody can. What do you mean? He's like, He flips it with his hand, and I'm like, And then what? <laughs> then what He's he like, do? He grabs it. I'm like, Nah. Wow. And then, sure enough, fucking, I think it was Thrasher or something. Yeah. Air walks and fucking finger flips. And I'm like, oh my God. That's insane. So, what kind of shit were you doing? Were you just doing the basics back then? Yeah. Air, sand plants? Man, I wasn't good. Nah. I was doing little indie airs and little backs it is and little fronts it is. Probably like uh, still early grabbing on the indie airs. Mm. I was really bad for a long time. It all happened in one day, actually. I just got really good in one day. Just going for it all day. I was a guy that was top 500 in Australia. And then wow. by that afternoon, I was top three. 
wild. I learned frontside ollies. Frontside ollies. And my ollies. friend, Gary Valentine, shout out to Gary Valentine, said, you look like you could just do those as high as you want. And I was like, really? He's like, just pose one. Just, I want to see if you can like keep it on your feet. <laughs> yeah. And I did like a three foot ollie and it was just stuck on there. He's like, dude, just make that. Damn. And then I made that and then straight into, cause then all of a sudden I learned how to ollie into stuff. Okay. So I just did a front side ollie into a tail grab, into a stalefish, into a front side air, into Fuck. everything. And then I was like, oh, what if I do that backside? So now I'm ollieing into Indias. And then, wow. And then I learned backside ollies the same day, like just all, I learned like, 10 tricks damn in one hour <laughs> it's fucking crazy so then did skate you, shop came to this to the, the next that. day they did sponsor or something next day i got sponsored by snake bit yeah wow and then you start doing competitions soon after or no i was already competing just okay you know getting second last <laughs> <laughs> shit changed that day though yeah, all so of a sudden fast. i started winning contests fucking how old were you there 16 okay so now it's just skateboarding. That's it. That's your shit. All day, all, nonstop. I used to make half pipes with my mashed potatoes. With your mashed potatoes? <laughs> and what were your parents thinking about the skateboarding shit? I told my parent, look, my dad remarried. So my stepmom, I think she was like, man, he's the worst. And I think I was. But I got my mom and my dad to meet at a pub. And I told them that if they could support me for six months, I would be a professional skateboarder. And at the time, that was not a thing. There, there was nobody in Australia that was a skateboarder for yeah. a living. And they said, that's not even a job. And I was like, it is a job. It's Tony Hawk and Lance Mountain. They do it in America. And my dad is, you know, he was just like, yeah, go for it. And then, you know, six months didn't work. So back to work. Oh, he came here for six months? No, I oh, no, okay, I okay. just, no, I, I didn't get the money, oh, the money. To, okay, to okay. go. Damn. So then I think by the time I got the money, I just turned 17. And, you know, I came over and. Six-month holiday visa. And who did you know here? Uh, Well, I came with Gary Valentine the first time, and he knew Lance Mountain. Lance was at my 50th birthday the other day and told me that Gary did not get confirmation that he could stay there. Okay. So I thought that we'd had confirmation, but apparently Gary and I just showed up on Lance's door and were like, we're here. And then Lance said, no problem, and let us live there for, I think, like two months, maybe three. Holy shit. Until his wife was like, you guys have to go. And um, I back then I just I couldn't even understand why anyone would want to live without me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, I don't get it, but sure. And then to know that Lance was like, yeah, I just you know because he's such a sweetheart. Yeah, he's like, you guys love skateboarding. I know the person that you're referring to. Yes, I am friends with the guy that you're saying you're friends with. Yeah, but still, nobody told me you were coming. Yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> and I learned three tricks a day at Lance's. And you were you skating with him too a lot. Yeah, Christian Osoy, all was those. Was that guys. surreal to you, like coming over here? Greatest thing ever. Fuck man, it was. God, you know, it was you, just yeah. freakish all day. Every day, my mind was blown. Every day, just skating every day with them is getting better and better. And you getting more sponsors soon when you got here. Uh, yeah, it was. Vert was still already on its way out by the time. It's true. I started to get good by the time I peaked. That was when it was absolutely nothing. So it was a weird mixture for me. Like mm. when I was probably top three in the world. I was getting like a 10% discount on grip tape at the skate shop in Australia. Cause wow. you just, if you didn't live here, you weren't getting anything. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I so- could do tail grab five forties, like eight foot high. And I got, I was Holy down in the ramp shit. doing tail grab fives over everybody's head. And this, the skate shop that sponsored me when I was 16 was giving me a 10% discount on grip tape because they were sponsoring, uh, inliners now. That's fucking insane. So that dude. gave me a beef with inline. Cause I was like, you guys took my shit. 
<laughs> then I was mad at street skating because they took my shit. So I spent a lot of years being angry as fuck. I was already angry, but that yeah. finally I got something to point it at. Yeah, so street skating came and then like wiped away all the ramps, right? Pretty much. That was the vibe. Dude, not, it made us uncool. It made yeah. us like not cool to be there. I'm like, how am I? I'm one too. Like just because I ride vert, I'm not allowed to be, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like a whole generation came, right? Pretty much and kind of took it to the street and then. I think it was a good I think it was good. I, I don't like before I got back into skating again, I used to say on the radio, once I got clear of not being Jason Ellis, the skateboarder anymore, that the best part of skateboarding to me was at one point I could ride it like nobody. I had that thing attached to me. It was one with me. Yeah. And it was the most fun thing I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. So you give me a pat on the back at the gas station because you remember me doesn't mean shit in the end. What means something to me is yeah. at one point I could do, you know, like eight foot body jars and they felt like kick turns Fuck. and they can't. And, and it was, I had it, you yeah. know, and that was a thing that you could never take away from me. Yeah. So to get it back now and not want any gratitude or free yeah. shoes or anything, yeah. it's, it's, that's, I'm so close to being good again. Like, I don't mean... You're good, but I've been seeing footage of you, man. You've been fucking... I just want to fly around the ramp like seven foot again. Damn. And that's... It's not there yet, but it's getting there. And I'm so fucking excited every time I get there because I can tell that it's... I thought it was impossible. I was like, you're not going to get that kind of shit back. Those tricks again, yeah. Yeah, Did you do Madonnas? Yeah. I learned Lean to Tails again the other day. haven't done it for 20 years. Fucking love Madonnas too, man. Lean to Tails. I just saw you do Ollie over the... uh, the gap too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Little one. So you're still, yeah, but you're getting up there. It's and you're in your 50 now. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it makes you way sore the next day. That's the oh thing. for sure. So when the ramps, so when the ramps kind of went away, and then you're at your peak, and then also in America skating on Lance Mountain street skating. So what happens then for you? Get a job. Get back to Australia. Get a job. You go back. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I thought it was probably over. Okay. And then, uh, but you know, no direction. Still a skateboarder with the only... Uh, my only thing was to skate. So I That's just it. kept skating every day. And then all of a sudden, this uh, era of all uh, street teams need a vert guy. <laughs> yeah. That showed up. Okay. And then somebody... You that guy. Yeah, somebody... Met, they were looking for... You know, me and your complimentary fast-forward vert dude. So it was... <laughs> fast-forward. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, because it was it was New Deal, Mad, oh, yeah. was it Mad Circle? No, what was the other? They had New Deal, mm. Element, and I think it was Mad Circle. Okay. So it was, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Douglas. Okay. Who I used to skate with because I'm he's older than me, but I'm I came in as those guys were kind of as everything was starting to die out. So I was good friends with Steve Douglas. And then now Steve Douglas is in charge of all those teams. Okay. And Tass Pappas tells Steve, yeah, Alice is still skating, dude. And he can do the new shit. Yeah. And it's a phone call. And then it's like, if you can get over here, we'll sponsor you. So then I turn pro for Element. How old are you then? 20s? Yeah, 20s. 500 bucks a month. And then they gave me a raise to 600. And I used to just live on That's pretty good back then, I think. Yeah. It was enough for me. Like I had enough money to live. Yeah. And skate. So that's all you did. Yeah, that's all you did. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Fuck. And then when did you uh, get in the uh, Guinness Book of World's Record? Was that, was that for like the biggest drop in or something? <laughs> That's bullshit. It's not real? Da- da- I mean, it kind of. I mean, th- but <laughs> they asked Danny and Danny was like, how much? And they're like, 10 grand. Danny was like, go fuck yourself. 
And they were like, do you know anybody that will do it for 10 grand? He's like, yep. So he called me and he goes, hey, man, you want to uh, break my record for 10 grand? And I was like, are you fucking serious? That's so much money to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I went to this, you know, this facility where I <laughs> told him to build a quarter pipe. And no, you know, it's Danny's a, uh, puts thought into it. I just copied Danny and made a giant quarter pipe with tons of vert on it. I didn't need any vert. I did, I just fucked up. Was I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. I just got offered the deal. So next thing you know, I'm on some scaffolding, 14 foot above this fucking quarter pipe. Holy shit. Dropping in, throwing myself down this fucking thing. And they got, uh, what are those X? They got those gymnastic mats yeah. up like dominoes. Yeah. So yeah, after yeah. I make it, I hit these gymnastic mats. <laughs> That's on video somewhere? Yeah, yeah. It was on TV. Holy fuck. Yeah. So you made it and you went and you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just bullshit though. <laughs> It is yeah. like I, I, yeah, I did it, and there's not that many people could do it, but there are people that could do it. Did so some, give some, me the Guinness Book of Record when I know <laughs> if Danny Way was there, it wouldn't be the record. Is stupid. Did he break it in 2006 or something? Yeah, then he went to the Hard Rock and jumped off a guitar. And if you look at his fucking ramp that he landed in, it's it's built to do that. Okay, <laughs> was yours like a 70 foot dropping or something? Oh no, they the Guinness Book of Records try to add it from the ground okay, up. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, bomb drop from 70 feet. It's like, shut up, you idiots. It's a 30-foot quarter pipe and then a 14-foot drop from the top of that. So, Did you uh, did sure, you, did you surf too? No, I'm terrible. I've been trying again this year and I'm really bad. I mean, is, you're one of your nicknames, Shark Heart? Yeah, but that's... Something else. For fighting. Oh, okay. And then Wolf too, that's... Wolf, mate. It's like a wolf on my head. <laughs> I mean, you did, you, did, you did so much shit besides skateboarding. I think you said like... <clears throat> it was to fill in fighting. the gaps of not being a skateboarder, mm. man. When I moved to LA to do radio, yeah, there's no vert ramps. Yeah, so I just yeah. I got into MMA. I got into I used to race dirt bikes, not very good, but I, I always rode. So then I raced cars. Somebody offered me a deal to race short course, and I fell in love with it and stayed too long and ended up spending my own money. But oh, I ended shit. up winning. That's what you got to do yeah. to win. You got to like spend money. So I got <laughs> yeah. the bug and. And then I just couldn't afford it. Yeah, and then boxing too, right? Well, boxing's MMA. Yeah, same shit. Yeah, yeah. But, it's but, just the thing that I that I like the most out of all the yeah. genres of mixed martial arts. But the uh, Fortune Boxing Gym is a great fucking gym. Yes, it is. That's where my yeah, son was It's a great training. coach. Yeah, it's a great o man. It's OG spot, right? Justin Fortune. Yep. So then, so you, so you're skating. Are you still kind of wiling out in your life too, partying the whole time? Yeah, it's been no an sobriety? off and on nightmare for years. You know, every I, you know, at one point, tons of coke, alcoholic the whole time. Then I quit, get sober, and you know, then I think at one point when uh, a few other guys were started telling people in skateboarding that I was gay because they saw me uh, leave a restaurant with a trans girl. Wow, in what Australia. Year was, what year and was then, that? And we were friends, and we were cool, and half of skateboarding believed it. Wow. So every time I went to a contest, he's calling me a fag bunch of people are looking at me funny now because they think I'm gay. No, what fucking year is it that people would still talk and act like that? What, what is that, the 90s or something? Yeah. Or That's 2002 crazy, or some shit, maybe 2003. In the 2000s, if people Fuck still yeah, act man. and talk like that? So that made me go home. Yeah. I went back to Australia and then I got on heroin. Fuck, Because I truly gave up after that. <clears throat> were you super... Were you super you must have been fucking broken, dude. That's fucking Depressed brutal, fuck. dude. Yeah. It's crazy because... I would rather live in Australia by myself than go to the thing that I love more than anything because every time I went, 
I could tell half of people that I've been friends with for 20 years got a different look in their eye. And I can tell why. It's so crazy because for me, skateboarding came hand in hand with punk rock. It was a soundtrack for how I skated. And punk rock was a place where everybody could be accepted. And we all, all the misfits and the weirdos hung together. So that's the mentality I come from. So I, I, I would think, think skateboarding is a little bit more jock orientated. Yeah, so, man. Because it was not cool, dude. Holy shit. Like some of those people, I haven't spoken to some of those people. And I still, you know, because now I, I, I didn't, I still didn't, I denied it for 20 more fucking years. After that, you went yeah. police, went back I came out when I was 40, dude. Fuck, man. So. So that, that probably has to do with how you lived your life, hiding you. your whole life. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like doing part drugs. Of the, it was part of the pain. Fuck, man. It was actually kind of most. And like, and like not even knowing, like, do it like boys or like, because the way you, how, what happened to you as a kid, all that. It's heavy, bro. Fuck. Yeah. But I'm very fortunate because I, you know, I got, I got some success and then I found yeah. some people that met some, you know, that know really good therapists and I had the money to get really good therapy and I've done ayahuasca and MDMA, MDMA therapy. I've done everything. Yeah. And I'm happy, uh, you know, not it's not a 180 cure, but no. man, I am saved. You're in a good place. Compared to what I've, <laughs> yeah, totally. like where I just be dark for no reason. Like, especially when things are successful, that's when you really know there's a problem. Mm. When you have everything you were trying to achieve and you're like and you're still miserable. Fucking, yeah, that's fucking I was like, heavy. something's up. So, yeah, but but now there's like, I feel like there's a lot of skateboarders who are trans. There's a lot of skateboarders who, who there's came gay out, companies. Who came out, yeah. There's a gay skate company. Fuck, I didn't man. pay attention for 20 years, dude. And then I came back and I'm like, whoa, there's a gay skateboard company? Wow, An man. openly trans pro skateboarder that has a signature shoe on Vans? Are you fucking serious? It's fucking amazing, man. I love it. I love it Have so much. Have you met much. those people and talked to them? No. Or? No, I don't. Fuck. I'm not in the You're old in school. The game. Yeah, you're from a different era, too. Like, man. it wasn't cool to be yourself. And it's just so weird to, you know, what to was think it? That the was first something. person that came out was uh, Brian. What's his name? Really good street guy from San Francisco. He was like one of the better dudes in the world at the time. And I remember thinking, is his career over? And uh, everyone was like, no. I'm like, how's that? Yeah. Because at one point, you were all like, you got to go, man. And I'm like. It's so crazy. Not one fucking person supported me. I think Mike Vallely had my back for a second. Fuck yeah. Love him. You know, and I I I don't think he thought it was true. I just think he thought, who cares? And then probably the most touching thing that I've ever heard is Tony... I didn't know then, but at the time he said when he heard that rumor that he was like, so what? Like, why does, why does anybody have to treat Jason any different? Love that dude. And I was like, I really wish you had said that at the time, dude. Cause I was under the impression that you all thought that I was disgusting. Oh, so did your family know not to you were 40? They knew they didn't find out until I came out on the Howard Stone show. Wow, dude. And then, and how was that their reaction to it? Um, I mean, you're a grown ass man at that point. It's my mom, like- my mom thought I forgot, <clears throat> so we had to relive all um, that. Okay, I got you. Okay, and then my stepmom kind of denied it a little bit, and my brother also denied it because his mom denied it. And then when I figured out from doing um, this MDMA therapy where I could remember who did it because it used to be just a dick, no head on the person, mm. and know who did it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't know until I was 27 that I was molested. Like I took a bunch of acid and crystal meth and had a invisible friend in the swimming pool while my girlfriend watched tell me that my father molested me. Holy fuck. And then I brought, she brought it up to my mom the next day and she was like, I thought he forgot that shit. So we just blocked, so things like that just get blocked out your whole life. Gone. Just- I remember watching Oprah and going, man, these poor people. 
Holy fuck. Like, I've never been molested. I was positive of it. And so I wonder where the, that information even goes in your head. It's it just too gets, much. just gets packed to away somewhere. To me, it's somewhere. too much. It shows you when you, when they think, when you, when the body thinks you can take it. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's fucking heavy shit. Yeah. So it was a, it was, it was tough, but it was, but it's good because I'm here and I've been through it and I appreciate everything way more because I can tell I didn't, I wasn't supposed to have a chance. I wasn't supposed to see any of this, mm-hmm. but I, I did. Yeah. I got past it. I beat it. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't even want to hurt my dad. He's dead, but I don't, I feel sorry for him. Did you have a chance to like have a moment with him about any of that before he passed? No. Damn. That's, that's my nuts. brother denied it. My stepmom denied it. And then my stepmom found out some stuff because, you know, he was a cheater, always was. But then I guess he cleared himself up when he got caught the last time. But I found out before he died that he was doing live sex shows and you could also hire him to come oh, over shit. and fuck people. Wow. So she only found that out like a couple of years ago. And when she found that out, she called me and was like, you know, who knows what he was capable of, which was as close as she ever got to admitting that. That, that happened to you. Yeah. That's fucking insane, man. So it's a weird, we don't see each other. That We've had a big falling out because at one point when I was, the last time I was there, my brother was partying and he said, I think you got, you made up getting molested to get, uh, to get on the Howard Stern show. And I think that you made up that it was dad to get your w- wife back. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's fucking brutal, so man. we didn't talk for a long time. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That's fucking crazy. That's your fucking brother. Yeah. Holy fuck. But yeah. he didn't know anything either because that was the mm. difference. I'm I'm this, this kid that was an accident that came way too soon. And when they got organized, they started treating those two like you're supposed to treat kids. Yeah. But I was already, I'd already seen it all. So, yeah. And they just, you know, in my, and they, they hid any of the bad stuff. I yeah. already knew everything. I knew everyone. You, you went know, through it, yeah. Put hands on women. I saw I saw everything. Heroin, my mom had heroin addict boyfriends fucking shooting up in the living room. Like I saw a whole, my my two brothers didn't even catch trains to shit because their <laughs> mummy would give them a ride. I'm like, it's just two different wow, beasts. Wow, man. You know? It's amazing you fucking made it through that. It's, it's, it's That's what I'm saying, man. That's man. why I'm just, strong, man. I'm excited to just still be here. Yeah. So fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you go back to Australia. You're fucking working. You get sponsored, and then because they need a, they need somebody like an old school guy to start skating vert. And did you stay in Australia for a while? Or you go back to America because ramps come back kind of. Or skate parks come next, right? Yeah, it was probably yeah. about a year or two, and then X Games started showing up. Mm, uh, they'd already right. been. They'd already existed, but yeah. they knew that I was a talker, and somebody reached out to me and said, "Would I like to be?" Uh, uh, interviewer for X Games. Okay. So I got flown back to work for ESPN. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. So then when I I flew back already retired. So I and then Danny built a mega ramp, and Ken Block sponsored me because I don't even know, man. I still don't know. Like it wasn't for skateboarding. It was more like court jester. But you know, Danny <laughs> and Colin are are best friends with Jason, and Jason's never gonna beat them. So it's he can skate the ramp with them. I don't know exactly how that worked. Maybe it was a, all of them said we should kick Jason on, but I got yeah. sponsored by them. It was three grand a month for clothes and three grand a month for shoes. It was it's the most amazing. money I ever fucking made. And, and then ESPN paid me six grand a month in a uh, uh, retainer to work for him for the year. Holy so shit. all of a sudden I'm like a rich dude who's Holy never God. been worse at skateboarding. It's very confusing. <laughs> and then Tony Hawk tour started and they were like, let's get you on that. 
Yeah. And that's when Tony and I became good friends. We always okay. knew each other, but on that, yeah. we we f- formed a, a relationship. And you were co-hosting something with him too, right? Well, then he started the... Then, he, then Sirius offered him a show. Dude, Tony Hawk gave me everything. Fuck. Sirius XM got him a show, and he's like, I want Jason Ellis to be on my show. He's a funny guy. And then when I started doing it, he said to them, I think Jason has the potential to be a really big thing in radio. You should give him a chance. Wow. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. So then I move up to LA, retire from skateboarding because there's no vert ramps, and just do... I just remember thinking... When I started radio, I had a natural gift at it. And it was okay. the first time I ever had a natural gift at anything. And I was like, you didn't have any skill in skateboarding. You made yourself get to the top three. You in the top 10 for over a decade. Yeah. Apply that to this. And I remember the Howard Stern movie. I watched that and I was like, you could be the king of all media. Like my <laughs> ego straight away snapped onto it. And it's then it just became too. a mission. I was every day. I was like, I'm gonna be bigger than Howard Stern. That's it, and that's wow. all I thought about was that all day. So the Jason Ellis show that that was that was done in L.A. Okay, yep. fuck man, yeah, that 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 did really really well, man. That was a big deal. Yeah, that oh. was a war, man. Like I'm glad I did it, just like their childhood thing. But I don't <laughs> want to do it again. Those dudes are terrible. It's a nightmare to work there. So working for like a big corporation, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's the same old big corporations. Just yeah, bullshit. A lot of rules, a lot of fucking everything, just bullshit, right? Man, especially when you're me. Yeah, Mm. all the fans liked me. It wasn't even on purpose. Everyone was like, who is this guy (laughs) talking shit on the band before he plays it? I was just a DJ. Okay. And then I got got fans and then they had to let me bend the rules. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, everyone seems to like me doing it. Yeah. So it was just a lot of fights where people were like, you can't say that. And I'm like, I just did. (laughs) And I still had that skateboard mentality where I was like, go on, fire me. Yeah, think I fucking care. Like I'll go back to skateboarding, even though that was not really going to happen. But I just <laughs> yeah. remember thinking, go on, do it. Even mm-hmm. in the end, like in the last thing where the pandemic and they don't have any money, and I was like, if you think you're giving me a pay cut, pay cut, do me a favor and just fire me because I'm not taking one. Wow, I fucking I grinded so hard, yeah. I put up with so much of your bullshit. You fought my success all the way to now. Damn, you did. Yeah, so no pay cut. How many years you did that for? Fifteen. Holy fuck. Yeah. You get to pick your guests and all that stuff? Was it all like... Uh, most of the time, but then when you get bigger, then bosses start saying, get this person on because then they'll give you this person. And mm. it was just a part of the the bullshit that you deal with when you're in a corporate organization. Yeah. No disrespect to them. That's just the, that's the way they do it. Mm-hmm. you know. But to me, not knowing until now where I have a podcast where... It's just so much fucking... My life is so much easier. Mm. It's just so much more enjoyable. I look forward to my show. There's never a day where I don't go, what's tomorrow? Oh, fuck. I got to do my show. Because yeah, I used yeah. to dread it. There were like five people that I could not stand that had fucked with the show and I knew they fucked with the show mm-hmm. and they were working there. So every day I went into that building, I was like, that guy's a cunt. That guy's a cunt. <laughs> fuck that guy. You know. And then you're on the mic. It's like no way to start the day. Yeah, it's not. It's a negative vibe. Yeah. Got to cut those people, man. No disrespect to those people. But if you know that and they're on your team, yeah. get them the fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know. So And I didn't have the choice. I had so much money coming in to say no to them and like, oh, I'm going to just wing it and podcast and see what happens. Millionaire, man. Like, yeah. I know podcasters ain't making that unless you're fucking Joe Rogan. And I'm, that's yeah. like a fluke. That's not. Yeah. Oh, someone else is going to be the next Joe Rogan. Maybe one person, but. Yeah. 
Who am I to think it's going to be me? Well, you, well, you, you thought you could be the Howard Stern, so maybe you could be a Joe Rogan in podcasting. You could be that. Yeah, big. maybe, but it's also from being successful and having fame, yeah. and seeing it all firsthand. I now know that that's like one of those things that I got from my childhood, where I wanted attention, I wanted people to love me. Yeah, I wanted to feel loved, and I would do anything to do that. And be now that I got guy, people yeah. to love me, I don't want to be mean to my fan. It's overrated. I don't. Your real friends, your real family. That's yeah. real love. Like people that Great. go, man, you're awesome. That's not real love. I appreciate it, but it's not. I don't know you. You don't know me. If we hung out for a day, we'd probably hate each other. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we would fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it's yeah. usually fake. Like I want to have these big events and people are just blacked out, wasted and fucking pushing my friends out of the way to get the things. Yeah. I'm like, this is not, this is not real love. This is, yeah. this is pandemonium. You know, people just get hopped up on shit and they're like, ah, he's the greatest. It's like, just a fucking dude farting on the microphone. Like it's not that great, you know. Like yeah, you're you're hyped. <laughs> yeah. So that ended. It. When was that over? That was that was in 2020. That was a year and two months ago. Holy shit! Yep. Right uh, before the pandemic. Oh, no, we, it, well, we were in the pandemic. Right yeah, before right. Thanksgiving. And were things coming <laughs> to the end anyway? Was it weird anyway? Or no, nah, I was having was a 15. Going great. I was, before the pandemic, they were planning a 15 year show down in the big studio, and they were going to have like. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dingo was talk. Dingo was talking to Machine Gun Kelly. Like there was, I was skateboarding through a, a poster, like a big twenty uh, foot poster of myself, and landing in the studio. All this oh, shit was going shit. down because Jason's done so much for us. But yeah. when the pandemic hit and money got tight, yeah. I was the first one to go. Me and Jenny McCarthy because we both get paid a lot. Wow! So they gave the money to Stern and cut us. Holy shit! But one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. But now, I remember Brendan Sharp because I was crying at Brendan Sharp's house. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't, am I moving out of my house? And he just starts laughing at me. He's like, dude, calm down. <laughs> You're going to be fine. I'm like, how can you say that? Yeah. I was making this much money. I don't have any money, dude. I don't have no, I had no plan. Yeah. My plan was to stay with them. Yeah. Not a very good plan. I didn't save anything or anything. Oh, you didn't? You were living nah. it up? Okay. Yeah. Not check to check, but. From what I was making to what was in my bank account, I was living like a fucking idiot. Damn. So when that hit, I was like, "It's over." And he was like, "In three years from now, you're gonna be you're gonna be laughing your face off. You're gonna call me and go, dude, I cannot believe it.'" And I remember thinking, "Man, Sharp's a nice guy to try and like you know talk yeah. me off the off the ledge." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a year and two months, I can tell. Like, yeah. The show's picking up. Now mm -hmm. I do a show with Tony and that thing's a fucking monster. I know. We're fine. Fuck. Got and a Patreon account and then all the fans from SiriusXM signed up, pays the bills. We're back. Yeah, I want to do Patreon. Everybody's telling me to do that because yeah. I, don't, I don't film this. It's just audio, but I'm going to start filming and people say it's the best move to do that. Especially you. Anybody that has hardcore fans, mm -hmm. they want more. Yeah. And they don't mind paying five bucks I, for I it. I know. It's not much either, yeah. right? Month? Yeah, you don't... It's. I think it's. <clears throat> it's fifteen because I do. I also do two solo shows a week. Okay. And two Jason Ellis shows. Okay. So for audio and video, it's fifteen for that. So there's different tiers and shit people can do. Yeah. Yeah, because I do my solo show, and then we have the Jason Ellis show, and you can pay separately. You don't have to have both. Okay. And you can also have audio or audio video. Okay. And what was Ellis Mania? What what was Ellis Mania? Was that was that an event or a show you did or something or no? I still do them. Uh, uh, Ellis Mania Yeah is it, What is it like It's comedy boxing Okay Because I was going to say On your list of things you do 
I think you'd be a really good comedian, man, for some reason. I'm doing it. Okay. I okay. did stand up. I've been working at it for a whole year okay. at, at the Dime Bar. And then Ryan Sickler, shout out to that fucking champion, who's a like a comedian's comedian, like okay. knows everybody been in the game, one yeah. of the funniest guys out there. He's like, why don't you do a set on my uh, tour? <laughs> I'm like, really? The most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, fuck you. It was okay. Brea Improv. Oh, yeah, Like yeah, fucking 600 people. Damn. Lights and... Uh, dude, my knee <laughs> was shaking. I was like, what is wrong with you, Jason? You fought Shane Carwin. Why are you fucking <laughs> nervous right now? And yeah. It was a, it was a, such a nerve that I'm... I only want those now. Like, I'm not going mm. to the dime bar anymore. I'm just waiting for somebody to call me and say, hey, man, will you do a set? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I will. Wow. Because yeah, I got I can, it. I got a set. I can do 15 minutes. I love this. I, I could totally see that. You, you, besides all the dark shit you've been through, this, this is such like a, you have such good the positive stories, energy right? to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, because I feel like that's my comedy is pretty much about, you know, molestation and, and having sex with weird people and, and going through some pretty bad stuff. But in the end, you know, that's why I'm on Sickler Show a lot because it's not bad. Mm-hmm. In the I'm here to say that all these things can happen to you and you can still rise above. Yeah. I, I have no education. I have f- fuck all hope in my life. My chain of where I'm going to get and my contacts, I didn't have a sh- fucking dick. Yeah. But you hustle and you never quit. Yeah. And the world is yours, you know? Yeah. Like if you want to be in the NBA and you don't have any legs, okay, we might be going a little too far. But <laughs> yeah. it's really in your grasp. Like a lot of stuff that I think a lot of people... I get from my show where they just think, I got no hope. I got no chance. Yeah. And I'm like, that's your first mistake. Cause you do. 100%. And every time you tell yourself you have no fucking chance, yeah. that just solidifies that you have no chance. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. Dream like huge. All my friends that are uh, giant achievers yeah. have at least told me several times a story where I've gone, this fucking guy is out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. And then he does it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how that goes. You just yeah. dream big, man, and then you just hustle. You Sometimes never, it doesn't work. And you never stopped either. No, no. You've been through so much. If shit, I like, stop, I'll sink. I know, man. It's the quick and the dead, man. What, Especially what, now. Come on. What do you think? Is, is it that passion and to, to, to do things you want to do that keeps you going? Because you, you had some really dark, spot, dark places in your life. Like not to give up or kill, or like kill yourself or, you know what I mean? An yeah. overdose or. Yeah. Yeah, because I've thought about it for sure a bunch of times. I just, but it seems like it's just been you just believing in yourself the whole after that. You like fuck, don't trust anybody. I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm just gonna do me and fucking. It's probably a negative way to look at it, but <laughs> yeah. at one point I think at one I was like, everybody wants me to fail. Yeah. No one's helped me, and I'll show you. Yeah. Because of that, I'll show you. But I wonder. I don't think. I think it, even if I had the greatest of childhoods, which is really weird, because I did. At one point, mm. when nobody was fucking me, there was. Fuck. There was I got a I got motorcycles for Christmas, not every fucking yeah. year. But I, I lived like a my dad was poor in the beginning, but in the end, before he passed away, he had money. Yeah, like we lived a. It, my dad it was like a, an affection thing would be to give you something. Okay, it was very difficult difficult for him to say he loved anybody. Mm-hmm. Even my stepmom can't say it. Wow. It's just hilarious. Still. I'm like, I love you, man, and she's like, Yep, you too. <laughs> I'm like, you can't say it. You That's can't fucking, fucking say it. Crazy. Yeah, it's a different. It's an old school. What's well, how they were raised as well? I it's guess. So it is. That's why I don't. Yeah. I, my grandfather, in my opinion, molested my father. Okay. So, this is a thing that happens because from therapy, I know that if you get molested, you're one of two people. Mm. You're either totally against it or you're one of them. 
It yeah. does that to you. Fuck. So to me, it ends here. You know, mm-hmm. which is another reason to feel good about yourself. Yeah. Like, I know it's like, oh, man, I'm not a child molester. So what? No one is. Well, fucking man, I got a lot of people in my bloodline that I, I think are uh, uh, crazy, masculine, fucking answer to nobody and don't think that anybody has feelings beside themselves. Yeah. Because I don't think he knew. I'll tell you the scariest part about it. When I did the MDMA therapy... I recalled that I had a bedroom and every now and then this fucking lamp, big circle lamp would come in in the dark and things would happen to me. And I'd be on my stomach and Fuck things would be happening to me and I'd just pretend I was asleep. And then it got to the point where when the lamp came in, I got under the bed and I grabbed my fingers and my toes on the springs of the mattress and I pulled myself off the ground so I was just a part of the mattress and the lamp got to the bed and I just whispered like crying kind of. Please stop. Fuck and the lamp man. went away. And on the MDMA therapy, because there's a doctor that like helps you walk through it, I, I saw him walk back to his room and realize what, he, what he'd done, what he was doing. Yeah. And realize how fucked up that is. Fucking A. And then never did it again. Holy shit, man. So it made me realize that, you know, it might, might not be true, but this is how it's easier for me to live with, that he regretted it. And that he had a real problem. And back then, you didn't talk to people, man. You yeah. definitely didn't. Know. I'd never heard of therapy until I moved to America. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. You don't get that, especially mm-hmm. back then. Especially so back then. He never took care of anything. It just. And then you think, like, escalated. is it my problem that I. That, am I causing this? Am I, am I the bad guy? Oh, fuck yeah. I definitely fuck. had that thing. I thought I was the bad person for sure. I mean, a lot of times I did, but I definitely am still working on my attitude towards who I am as a child. Not a fan. Yeah. And so, and so you kept that inside of you, too, 40 years old. Yeah. Fucking it tell one person, nobody. Yeah, if it wasn't for my wife, oh my, my God, new wife, dude. who I'd hooked up with a couple of trans women and uh one of them gave me a uh the the calendar thing, you know, like the centerfold calendar of all trans women. Okay. So I had it in my house. This is right when I got divorced, living in a little apartment by myself because I gave my ex all my money. Okay. And uh, that way we didn't get a lawyer. I just gave her everything. She's pretty hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then uh, she said, she found it. Katie found it. And she goes, are you into this? And I was pretty sure after this divorce that you're, 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 you shouldn't date anybody. It's not fair to anybody because you are bi. I'd accepted yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So most women don't want to sleep with a guy that slept with a, don't want to sleep with a, a guy that slept with another guy. Yeah. Fair enough, whatever you're into. But I just said it because I was like, I'm, I don't want to live this life where I, I start yeah. relationships where I can't just say what I am. So I said, yeah. And she didn't say, oh, that's cool. She was like, that's fucking hot. Like, would you do that in front of me? And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I guess I would. She's like, what about a guy? I'm like, a couple times I've let a guy blow me. And she's like, no way. Would you let me? Would you do that in front of me? The, her friends I started talking like about she's it she's the one yeah yeah well then I started talking about it openly in front of her friends and this was the first experience where I said I'm bi and everybody in the room said oh cool yeah and I was like really like you guys are still gonna be okay with me today and they're like what the fuck is yes yeah, yeah. so that gave me confidence and then the Stern show had had me on a couple of times and it was really bubbling. Like I, I knew somebody molested me. I didn't know who it was. Fuck. 
and I, and I was trying to get to the bottom of it. And that's when I did the MDMA therapy and I hadn't even told anybody that I worked with, like Tully wrote my fucking book. He told me this after this, after the Stern show, he goes, I'm listening to recordings. Cause I did the, my book where I just talk and yeah. then Tully writes it. And he's like, at one point you said I'm gay. And I laughed. Wow. And we moved on. I tried to tell so people it, okay. in a hint, like yeah. I, as in like, I'll say it in a way where if it's not cool, I can get out of it. Yeah, 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 totally. And I, and, and he's like, man, that's so crazy. And and I couldn't tell people on the Jason L show. I, I knew from telling my girlfriend and her friends, it made me feel so much lighter. I got yeah. like something off me. And I was like, you know what? The Stern show, you say it there. It's out. You're done. And, you know what? And fucking, it's a topic. And, yeah. I, and I so want to entertain. I'm like, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to risk it. And then I, I will never forget in the limo going over the bridge, leaving New York City on the way back to the airport. I, ne- I never felt so high from not being high in my life. Wow. I man. felt, and I wasn't about, people were de- texting me going, fucking so sure you killed it, you killed it. It wasn't about that. It was because I'd killed it a couple of times on the yeah, same show. Yeah. It was a different feeling. I felt like a weight off your shoulders. I fucking yeah. freed myself, man. Yeah. And then, and then I did an article in some gay magazine. That was, then that was it. Everybody knew. Wow. And so, and so fuck man, the dudes that were calling you fag and gay back then, <laughs> have you run into them since all this or anything <laughs> though? Or like confronted them or <laughs> confronting is not my yeah. specialty. <laughs> Not really looking forward to doing that with no, anybody. No, I hear you. But uh, when I got pointed out and was no longer allowed to be in the game, yeah, that it was nothing personal. It was a group mentality. Mm-hmm. If one of them was like, it's okay to be gay, they'd be fucking outed. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't say, it, yeah. let Alice, give Alice a break, unless you're like Tony Hawk level. Yeah. But even that, Tony said it to himself. He didn't say, everybody. <laughs> is it not a, okay for Jason to be by? Like he didn't yeah. do because he knew if he was to stand up, he would get roasted for yeah. it. Like it was just a different time, such a different time. And that's man. why I don't have beef with any of those people. Okay. And I, it's just like you know when you know someone recognizes you, mm-hmm. they have that look. Yeah. Well, I have the look where I know what the look looks like when you don't like me anymore because I'm gay. Mm, gotcha. So I don't have to question you. Yeah. I'll just say, hey man, how you going? And you'll say good, and I'll go, no shit. That's really sad. I don't say that to them. I just say to myself, that's really sad. Yeah. You know, I've heard a couple of people in the moto world goes, you Ellis a fag? And someone's like, yeah, so? <laughs> fuck, fuck that. And it's somebody that's like a, that was a really good friend of mine. Damn, man. And shit like that hurt. It's life, man. But it's but crazy it's it still happens hurt. now in 2021. Fuck it happened. Dude, even more. Thanks to, I'm not going to say. But thanks yeah, to a certain community in America, it's definitely irritates people to be gay yeah it, it's like uh i don't know it's like the new black or something it's fucking it's crazy some people are like what you're what i'm like yeah what is that? i don't want to fuck you dude like fucking yeah some chick that's standing next to you wants to fuck dudes you're gonna freak out on her as well like this yeah. just makes no sense it's crazy because growing up yeah you get called fag or gay if you're a punk rock you look different but it's interesting because my son's generation now at least his generation he told me the incident that happened like when he was about to grow like last year before the pandemic, whatever, some kids rolled up on some kid and they were like, yo, you're homophobic. Like they were defending their gay friends and that's yeah. so fucking beautiful, man. Like, Not if you're in Huntington Beach. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. My son goes to school in Huntington Beach. Okay. And he was called out for his dad being a fag. 
Oh my god, dude! Yeah, so we've had to have that discussion. It's such a different world there. It's a different world. But my daughter's pansexual. Okay. She's sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah. So That's her awesome, and I are couldn't relate more. Yeah, and I'm totally. Just so ex- I'm so happy that she can say it and not feel bad about it. Yeah. But she has people on the other side of her family that are, you know, Trumpers that, yeah, that say, you know, you're just going through a phase. And I'm like, man, I know she's man. not a fucking baby anymore. Like you're being yeah. disrespectful, but I'm not yeah. trying to get involved in that. I know I Devin know knows saying. who she is, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm but I'm saying like, it, I love that kids are defending their friends who are gay, as opposed to like, like guys. It just seems like the young kids are more uh, just the There's word woke or conscious. You're yeah. right. There is definitely a more understanding community, but there are. This there is another side, and it's really unfortunate that it seems to come with this political stance. Like, if you're a Republican, you you don't approve of the LGBTQ community. It's like, what the fuck does that have to do with <laughs> Republicans? I'm so it makes no sense. Like, whoever yeah. tied that in, maybe it's Fox News, but a lot of people have got it in for gays now again. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I see. As you see it more when you're one of them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, especially when you're a straight gay, it's yeah. different. If you're a gay guy and you're in the gay community, welcome to the team. Mm-hmm. If you're a straight gay, they don't. Gay people think I'm straight, or they think that I'm in denial and I'm just breaking the ice. This is not everybody, but a lot of older gays think that I haven't come to terms with my homosexuality yet, okay. and that my bi side is just a a, a, a beard. Okay. To show that I'm still sh- like somewhat accepted, but I'm 50. Yeah, I want to have sex with my wife all yeah. the time. Yeah, right in her vagina. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need a dick there at all. Matter of fact, that yeah. would really bum me out. <laughs> so I think I'm past that. Yeah, but it's a community where I'm a straight guy that's into moto fighting and, and skateboarding, and they're I like, know. "That's not for over here." Badass. That's what I've. That's what I've discovered. It's like. <laughs> It's like the new gay, like in the in the in the eighties, saying you're gay to your parents. Oh man, it's kind of you know like saying you're bi to your straight friends. It's it's fucking edgy. But now, now that you're out and everybody knows it, <clears throat> you have, you see it more. So you see like the people that are against that. And yeah, people, but yeah. they're not important. You know, yeah. that's the other thing. If if you're listening and you're worried and you're you're a little bit of both. Fuck them. And I shouldn't say it in an aggressive manner, but this is your life. Like, mm-hmm. I have a heart condition. I got told at one point my heart was getting bigger and I'm going to have to have a heart replacement in 10 years. Like, I might die any day. I'm not living it for you. Yeah. You know, like... So true. You can you can bash me all you want. You can talk shit on my kid at school who's fucking 12 and didn't do anything to deserve it. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a part of it. You got to accept it. Later on in in life, I believe that my son will know will learn from this and go note to self when the shoe's on the other foot, don't throw that. Yeah, because it hurts. Yeah, and you and you know by watching your dad go through it, you know, and you getting ridiculed for fucking nothing. Yeah, how, how did your kids take it? Well, my daughter was completely supportive, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But my son has found it a little harder. One, he's a man. Yeah. And the other part is, his other side of his family are. Republicans yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds so bad. They're probably tripping, man. Yeah. Yeah, so he goes through a little bit, but I don't know. Look, we've had conversations where he goes, I know what you're doing. You know, because I've told him, I talk about it on air because I want other people that are like me to not live in fear, to yeah. not hide. Like all the weight and all the drugs and all this other shit that I got into that could have taken me out a million times. Yeah. And I wouldn't be here. 
because I'm hiding from some fucking asshole who wants to call me a fag. Yeah. Like, fag on, man. Call it to me. <laughs> I could just say it all day if you want to. I'm I'm yeah. going to live my life until it ends. Yeah. It's, it seems like one of the most freeing things you've ever done. Yeah. Easily. You know, and, ta- and obviously talking about the abuse growing up, but like, you're in such a good headspace in a different place now, right? Because it's like, <clears throat> this is me. I'm not running. I'm not hiding. Fucking. I don't hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and so do you are you sober now or now? I smoke weed. Okay, yeah. That seems like what people do and like they're a microdose too. Microdose? What does that mean? To Take the listeners cuz I don't mushroom know. Mushroom pill. Okay. A little bit so you don't feel trippy. It's just supposed to like sharpen you up a little bit, get you a bit more creative. For me it kind of wakes me up a little bit more and makes me more alert. I do it every day. But you do it, You don't do it every day, no. No, but like probably four days a week. Yeah. And is skating just as important to you as it was? Obviously, your whole life's never changed. I mean, it's more important to me. I don't know. It's more important. It's more fun. Yeah. Like it was more, maybe it was more important back then, but it yeah. was for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like I just want to skateboard with my friends. That's yeah. That's it. Were you super competitive back then? Fuck yeah. And super hard on yourself too, right? Oh yeah, you got to be to be that good. Yeah, no one else cares if you get better. Just you. Did you learn to make twists when you were in America or in Australia? I made him in Australia. Okay, yeah. that was so incredible when that shit first came out. Right, fucking. Yeah, I think I was the first guy to do a. F- oh no, second, second guy to do a five forty in Australia. But his uh, really? the other one was a shit one. Mine was legit. Yeah. <laughs> what about those two brothers? Are they from Australia? Those yeah, documentary- that's the guys that ratted me out. The guys in that documentary. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, the guy that spent half of his documentary trying to say Tony Hawk is a piece of shit. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was a really cool guy. <laughs> oh my they ratted, ratted you on what sense? Oh, what? for being the ones that say you said you were gay? Yeah. Yeah, those guys what? out of me. And that guy was my Are those friend. guys alive? One died. That's a crazy yeah, he killed, the ones he that, killed the, a girl and then he killed himself. That's right. That's the ones that came to America. They wanted to beat Tony Hawk. Holy shit, it's all making sense now. Yeah. Oh, so you knew those okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Yeah, that was a tough. Every now and then, that dude tries to text me from Australia. I'm just like, really? Can you got to be joking me, dude? You know, at one point, he hired somebody to shoot my kneecaps out. That's what I heard. <laughs> what? Guy told me. He's like, I got offered five hundred bucks to shoot your kneecaps out, but you ain't such a bad guy. I was like, that's some chopper cool. shit. Yeah, it was getting heavy. Fuck. That's why I left. Yeah. So you haven't lived in Australia for how long now? Um. At least 20, maybe 25. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. And now you're killing the vert. You have the fucking <laughs> podcast with, with Hawk. It's fucking awesome. So much fun. You're shredding the ramp. It's crazy because I knew I knew you skated, but I didn't realize to what level, and, and that ramp looks so fucking scary. I'm sure I can maybe drop in if I go there, but from looking on the outside, it looks so crazy, but I don't yeah, know. At first, maybe because it's really big, but it's really smooth. Yeah. And if you get used to it, it's kind of easier. Yeah, you're totally used to it. It's fast as fuck. Yeah. So you just fly around, kind of. What's a trick that you haven't landed that you really want to land from? 540, your... that's it. Fuck. Backside 540. I saw you try it. Span it yesterday. Yeah. I keep fuck. spinning them every session because when the time's right, everyone's there or it's a hype session and I feel like I've really got my legs under me. Yeah. That's the last trick that I want to do. I'm not going to do two. I'm doing one. Do one. And then I'm, one. you know, move on with my life. But I just feel like... You just want to land one. Backside five at 50. It's so sick. That's fucking sick. <laughs> it's so it's, diesel. It's fucking so sick. 
And I, I didn't know you. So you also sang in Taint Sick. Oh yes, my singing career. Yeah. Is that a punk rock band or what is it? Was it? Uh, well, at first it was like a metal band. Okay. At first it was a. It was called Tony Hawk's Taint Stick. Wow. And then the band got big, and Tony's manager, who was his sister at the time, was like, "You know, he sells stuff in Target." And I was like, "Oh yeah, he does." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, are you saying that the name in the band is bad? Because it was the lyrics were really gross. It was just okay. a comedy band. Okay, but it got <clears> big. We got a record deal. Six pounds. Of, six pounds of sound. Yep. Six, that's about my penis. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and this then, is in America. Yeah, oh yeah, we got it. Wow. We got it. We got it. We were on the Billboard charts. We like had a little bit of success, and then we realized because we don't do tours, we're a radio show. <laughs> the, the record label was getting all the money, so then we made our own record label and released three more albums. And they were uh, uh, number one metal album in the Holy country, shit, North dude. America, for like months, and we like made solid money out of that for really uh, yeah for like five or six years, and then the band broke up to like uh, <laughs> legit uh, like we had fights, okay, legit which was fights. pretty funny because the band was supposed to be for a joke. That's how it started. It became real. <clears throat> yeah. Taint sick, and there's videos online of that. Yeah, and then we changed the name to Death, Death, Die when we got a new when we got our own record label. Okay. We said we broke up, and then we got a new band together. It's just the same people. Okay, so just trying to be funny. <laughs> and then you and uh, you and uh, Mall Cop too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. your acting debut? You did stuff before that. Uh, well, people the band stuff and people yeah. the bam and I did acting when I was a little kid. I got a, I was in the TV series in Australia. And then I also did a commercial for these big cornflakes. <laughs> and if you have a really big cornflake, like the one I'm holding on the on the cover, then you win prizes or whatever. So I had to do a photo shoot where I'm looking surprised at a corn chip. What? And that's when I told my stepmom that I didn't want to be involved in that anymore. Holy Found shit. Found that to be really embarrassing. Yeah. So then, yeah, later on, Mall Cop came because I was training at, <laughs> at uh, uh, Dan Henderson's gym. And Dan Henderson's coach was friends with Kevin James. Okay. And Kevin James was like, I'm looking for a skateboarder, but a tough one. Ooh, what's you? And he was like, I have a pro skateboarder that trains at my gym. And he's like, he's hired. Fuck. So I showed up. I didn't even know that I was skateboarding. Okay. They're like, did you bring your skateboard? And I was like, yeah, why? And they're like, you're scared. <laughs> like, I didn't know what... I Everyone okay. else had like, uh, gone through it all. I was just sort of thrown in there at the last minute. Okay. Yeah, Valeli's in there too, right? Yeah. Rick Thorne's yeah. in there. I think that's yeah. the one. Mike Escamillo. Is this the first Mall Cop movie? Yeah. That's Wait, huge... was there a second one? Yeah, the first one's huge though, bro. That's it was the number one movie in the country for like two weeks. I got money out of that. They Because at one point I had a fight scene with Kevin James, so they paid me for Do doing my own that. stunts and acting. And that was a fucking fat check, man. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Did you want to act after that or no? Not really. Okay. Damn, singing, acting, fighting, fucking motocross, fucking stand-up comedy. Then two books, right? Two books? Yeah, three. Three books, okay. Yeah. Uh, the I'm third awesome one did I'm not awesome. sell very well. It didn't. No, because <laughs> the first one was about how awesome I am. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, the, yeah. The second one was like a joke book on how to be awesome, like awesome shave your back life. of your neck and shit. <laughs> and then uh, the third one was about me coming out. No, really? Nobody wanted to read that. Holy shit. <laughs> what about a documentary about your life? I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. Would you do one? If somebody wanted to, yeah, fuck it. I think it'd be fucking amazing, man. Not sure that's coming, but yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't do one? I would, but I Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start. Hey everybody, anybody wanna do a documentary on me? I'm not gonna do that. No, I hear you. 
I'm just putting the juju out there. And then, so when you become a dad, is that changed a lot for you when you become a oh, parent? Yeah. 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 That's, that was my second save. Yeah. Because when my daughter was born, it was, it, you know, yeah, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. You know? So that kind of also helped with the hustle of radio because she mm-hmm. was a newborn right when I moved up here. Yeah. But then becoming a parent and obviously not when that, you want to give your, your your kids the best life they ever had. Nothing compared to anything you went through, obviously. And then, yeah. I copied my ex-wife and her family. You copied their, okay. Yeah. I learned from them how to okay. be a parent. All, she was awesome? Yep. Good family She's too? an excellent mother. Okay. So I, I copy her. Yeah. Was that, was that scary for you to become become a dad? Oh, yeah. At first, well, I, she, it was an accident. Okay. And I was like, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I want to have it. I was like, okay, I guess I'm a dad. Let's get Fuck. married. Let's go. And where were you in your life at that point? You had the show. That was when I had retired and from skateboarding and was moving into radio. Okay. You're moving into radio. Yeah, we moved to LA. There was a bunch of stuff that happened around the same time. I had an agent that didn't pay my taxes for four years. So the house that I bought, I lost it. Holy and then fuck. I had like a quarter of a million dollars in tax. Uh, what is it? The penalties Jesus Christ. that I had to pay for over a period as well. That's brutal. Yeah. By the dude, I got, when I got let go from Sirius, I had been in the clear for not even a year because I had to pay off uh, oh, back taxes from, okay. from paying my uh, child support and stuff. I paid so much that I didn't have enough money to pay taxes on it. Fuck. So then I had penalties on that again. So then when I got out of that Jesus. and we're finally sitting on top, yeah, new contract, not we're releasing you. I was like, whoa. Fuck. Tough timing. Yeah. And so now now your sobriety is so how long has it been since you like really partied? Uh you just do weed and you do fucking Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't remember. So a long time, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Was it like a like was it like a uh like a rock bottom type thing for you or a moment? Uh or? I I mean my rock bottom was when I was back in Australia and I did heroin. I used to just smoke it, I used to chase the dragon and I only knew how to get heroin off prostitutes. So I would get a prostitute and then I would buy some heroin off her and then I'd go into a parking lot and smoke it on the foil. And then that got to the point where I really was on a, I wanted to die kind of. So I got two girls and said, can you guys shoot me up? Cause I figured they'd be stingy with it cause they were junkies. And then wow, man. they shot me up while I was having sex and I blacked Jesus out. Christ. And then I woke up in a parking, in a, in a park up against a tree freezing and wow, it was a park man. in australia that's like super sketchy and it was like four in the morning which means i was out in that park i probably could have died holy shit man so i woke up they robbed me as well and i was like okay that's it you know it's it, you know your your death didn't work yeah let's let's go again let's 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 get out of here and 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 get it going again because this is not how i want to end it yeah well, did you have friends and family like trying to reach out to you and, and save you and nobody bring even up? knew nobody even knew you on there like trying to help you and shit no fuck man i didn't tell anybody either but i know but they like, have to have some friends like yo my man's fucking no, man my friend out. was a prostitute fuck dude and that and you're in 20 you're in 20s at this point right no that's 30s holy shit yeah <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> yeah no when i got back and all of a sudden i'm on the tony hawk tour i was like you know a year ago i was injecting heroin with prostitutes like fuck man. nobody knew no i didn't tell why would you tell somebody yeah like, just keep it to yourself it's fucking crazy man your life is just a roller coaster of <laughs> insanity but yeah, like also a- success and also like fuck man 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. You look good for you. You're looking good for 50, though. <laughs> Thanks, you're taking dude. care of yourself. You're, so in good, you. you're, you're in good shape, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I work out a lot. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's like a big thing for you, right? Yeah, I train all the time. Like every day. Uh, unless I'm too sore, then, you know, obviously I'm not a complete idiot. If yeah. I'm too sore, then I take time. But if I'm not sore, fuck you. All the yeah. time. And where you're at now, so the so the podcast is with um Tony Hawk, obviously. Yeah. And then you have your also, so this Hawk, this Hawk versus Wolf. And then you have your own personal one too, right? The Jason Ellis show. Yeah, you're so busy with that, right? Yes. Yes, that does keep me very busy, but not as busy as it was when it was five days a week. No, so that's it's, true. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, I've got it pretty easy. You do. Yeah. It's And we don't have anybody fucking with us. We have whatever we want on and we talk about whatever we fucking want. I love that. And then when we walk away, we're very happy. We don't get questioned. It's just done. Yeah. The fans <laughs> are very happy. The fans can tell that we're happier when we're doing it. Yeah. We get a lot of messages like that. So... Yeah, and, and look, and it's growing. So if it yeah. keeps growing, maybe I'll be back where I was financially and have this ridiculous life because it's way better. Totally, and it must be very therapeutic for you too. Just talking and all the stuff you've done must help. Yeah, it's it's the luckiest life I could I could get. Do you talk about this stuff a lot openly now, since the world knows? Yeah. Or you kind of yeah. Yeah, sometimes people get bummed out about it, but I just know that with every hundred people that get bummed out about it, there's one person that was thinking about eating a bullet or doing drugs. And they're not going to now because they don't feel that bad about themselves because I'm here and I'm fine. Yeah. You don't seem like somebody has like a lot of regrets in their life. It seems like you've made amends with that and moved forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I make so many mistakes. Fucking hell, man. If I yeah. regretted it, holy shit, I'd be busy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have to go back and apologize to people and shit though? I've done that. Yeah. Like More, the 12 step thing, whatever. No, nah, I didn't do that. Okay. But like some people in skateboarding, <laughs> I apologize to some people because in my heyday, I pointed out people for having bad styles and was. You not told a, me that, yeah. Yeah. So some people got apologies that were they didn't even think that it was necessary, but I felt it was necessary. Yeah. Because that was unfair, and I didn't, and they didn't deserve that. So yeah, sometimes I do, but depends on who, most of the people that we that I crossed were crossing me at the same time, and there's no real. Yeah. You know. You seem like somebody's not not afraid to speak speak your mind. You know what I mean? I'm afraid. But I'll, but I do it. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah. you're very like you're very oh, you're open book. You know. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an um, optimist or pessimist? An optimist. Yeah, you seem like it. Yeah, I mean, there's Super a dark positive, side man. of me. Yeah, totally. Like the dark vo- voice, the junkie in me. Yeah. Fully says shit where it's like you're a piece of sh- all the time. <laughs> I fight that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But me, I fight that voice. I know who's who. And that one, well, you're probably gonna fucking suck anyway. That dude needs to fuck off. Whenever mm-hmm. I hear that voice, I go, fuck off, dude. Yeah. So even like in your darkest times, you still fucking, you made it out of it. It's, it's pretty incredible. I just don't know. I don't know. Just, why, why, why give up? You know, life yeah. is so, when life is good, it's so good. Yeah. And I just know that if I stay alive, one more of those days is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So why leave? No, and true. now <laughs> from therapy and stuff, normal days are good. That's the biggest jump for me is I don't have to have, money or anything happened to me yeah just, i'm just happy you know my kid have a conversation with my kid very happy yeah you know little things that i never cared about mm-hmm. i think i want to get therapy man i talk about a lot on this podcast because <laughs> my dad died when i was three and my mom raised three boys on her own we never we never had closure with my dad we never got to go to the funeral 
Like we're all kind of fucked up for me and my t- two brothers. Yeah, I, th- I think I could use it, man. I think it, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, so many people that it's like they speak so highly of that's it. That's what I always say. It's like if you go in, you're not going to come out worse. That's for sure. Were you scared Sometime- to do it? Fuck yeah, yeah. I hated it. I hated. No. It. I'm old school. I was like, what? <laughs> Talk to somebody. That shit is lame. I and know, then man. I saw therapists, and they weren't that good. But then I saw somebody that was. That's why I always recommend people get a therapist. Say, oh, I tried that. Or try another one. You know, because yeah. maybe that wasn't the guy or girl for you, but there is somebody there who can get you to step back and see what you're doing and yeah. and see whether you're okay with, you know, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? If it's for the wrong reasons, because to me, a lot of things that I would do are to relate to my childhood of horror. Yeah. I'm like, why would you want to re- recreate that, you fucking idiot? Now yeah. that I know when those things are happening, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to make the right choice. Totally. Where it used to be, I don't know, like maybe I should just fuck this person or let him suck me off. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, think about it, man. Like, why do you want that person to suck you off? Is it like to get back at people? Because a lot of people, there was a time there where I would let guys suck me off and I would just be di- like, suck me off and then push him away. And that was to get my power back because people made me do that to them when I was a kid. Yeah. But that's not Fuck. healthy, dude. No. So to decipher between I'm really into this girl or this guy and not for that reason, that was that was hard to deal with at yeah. first because I wasn't sure if I should do it at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But the healthier you get, the more you don't even like those people repulse me now. Okay. That would be that person for that. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, hell no! Yeah. Especially knowing that I'm trying to recreate my molestation in some kind Fuck. of way, you know, like to get closer to it. Yeah, are there, are there people? Is it true that like, if you've been molested, that pe- other people who molest children can not not sniff oh, you out, but yeah. they know they can tell that you? I heard that. I've I, been I, I, hit I've on. Docs about that. Yeah, I've been molested legally, like by law, probably like five times. It's five different people. I had a couple of women sleep with me when I was underage too. Some of my Holy dad's friends. Shit. So it was less, I wanted to fuck them, but okay, I was a okay. child. Yeah. And then there was the other like ones. How where young? I was really, like I, I slept with a couple of my dad's friends when I was like 15, 16. Holy shit. Yeah. And then that, that went on. I ended up fucking these three sisters until I was about 21. Three sisters. Yeah. And one of them slept with my dad. It was all kinds of fucked oh up. Oh my going. God, dude. It's like, you're going out with Jenny tomorrow. And I go, yeah, why? He's like, I'm having dinner with her tonight. And I'm like, what kind of dinner? Holy and shit. And then he didn't answer. And I was like, oh, but that was different because I wasn't my stepmom's. I was not my stepmom's friend. So, but it was yeah. my my brothers. I love my brothers. And you're cheating on my brother's mom. Holy and you're fuck. telling me like, yeah. I'm supposed to act like this isn't a big deal. So I, back then I just. Didn't think it was a big deal. I just switched off to it until I had a daughter, realized like the game and what's going on here and how I've been treating women my whole life, not mm. on purpose, but in a way where I'm like, sure, you love me. I don't fucking care. And then, you know, and I, and I break people's hearts with, yeah. with no care in my heart. No, my, I didn't know I was doing it. Yeah. So all those lessons where I was like, oh my God, you're such a piece of shit, which means you got to fix yourself and then you've got to figure out how to, believe that you're not a piece of shit yeah you know because you once you've realized it it's pretty hard to shake it i'm like mm-hmm. man all those years where i you know you're like yeah i love you <laughs> yeah right yeah and love anybody just blow me so you didn't love anyone you didn't accept any love or I felt love myself love. so even if i thought i loved you i didn't yeah you know i, I hated me 
Fuck. So when I said I loved you, that wasn't much. Yeah. So now, but now you're in a good place. Now you're. Fuck you. Yeah. Married and love, all that. Yeah. Very happy. That's good, man. You fucking deserve that, man. Holy shit. Thanks, Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> it's fucking it's hard not to get emotional even talking to. But it's like. It's really it, good, which is. But I, I love how oh, open and shit. honest you can be about it and just straightforward about it and not candy coat shit. And this, and you, this is who all the fuck I am. This is what I've been through. This is what, you know what I mean? Like, it's powerful, man. It's very inspirational. I'm sure people listening that's been through something like that, which I can't even fucking That's imagine. the other thing. When you talk about it, you realize this, you're not alone. A lot of bad things happen to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It seems like you're fucking... Fuck, man. I, bro, I appreciate you coming here and fucking sharing <laughs> your journey with me. It's crazy because we just skated like two weeks ago. I just feel like I've known you for a long time. But I just... When I met you and skated, I... Not there's like... I just feel there's a connection. Like, I know we come from the same yeah. kind of world. And like, it is a very small world too, you know? Like... But My wife knows way more about you than I do. Okay. She gave me the scoop. <laughs> She's like, how do you not know him? I'm like, well, I kind of do. Like, yeah, I she's know. from punk rock too, right? Yeah, she knows yeah that's up, why. Yeah, and hardcore. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows all about you. Yeah, I do. I do know her. I, I think I, you told me her name, and I think I saw a picture. Yeah, I recognize her. Yeah, yeah. She used to be. What's the tattoo magazine with the half naked tattoo? Oh, inked. No, no, no. The other more. Oh, she used to be on there. She was a one of those girls, and then she ended up working for the company. Oh shit! Okay. So a lot of people know her from that thing as a yeah as a like tattooed titty model from okay. that magazine <laughs> the magazines that and were she's really from, big. is she from out here she's from cali no nah, she's from uh originally from uh fucking uh man really what's the <laughs> don't fuck it up yeah dude. i know east coast nah well she lived in portland but then she okay. moved to um what's the fucking frozen place up at the top near canada up in the frozen uh what's vancouver the, nah, f- nah, no not ca- not canada but Mm. What's the frozen place that nobody goes to? By Canada in the uh, Minneapolis. Oh God, uh, you're fucking this up, bro. I'm so dead. She's not gonna <laughs> listen. To- oh. well, somewhere, somewhere really cold. Like super. What's you know the the movie The Gray where he's up. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Where's that film? I don't know. It's fucking hard though. Such a great movie, The Wolves and shit. She uh, lived in a frozen world of shit okay. for the longest time, and then okay. got to move back to Portland, and then moved herself to LA real young. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And how'd you guys meet? Through Benji and Joel Madden. Oh, shit. Shout out to the fucking twins, bro. Yeah, right. Those are my boys. I, Holy that's, shit. I knew we would have that. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, so Benji and I were good friends because I was helping him box for Ellis Mania and then we kind of became besties. I remember seeing him at Runny when he was all fucking yoked. Yeah, yeah. Holy and shit. Then, and then Joel, Katie was Joel's assistant. Okay. So she helped Joel and Nicole out. Got you. So we met a few times. She had a boyfriend and I was married. At one point, she came over to my house with Benji and watched the UFC fights, and she didn't care about fights, so she went upstairs and played with my daughter while while Benji and I watched the fights, That's and she always funny. thought it was the weirdest thing. Benji's first introduction was, this is Jason Ellis. He ate a shark's heart while it was still beating, <laughs> oh, and Katie's really into shit like that. Oh, okay. So she was already into me straight away, and, and she felt that... It was a weird thing for Benji to say because Benji knows Katie. Okay. And it was almost like, this is Jason Ellis. She should fuck him, but he's married with two kids. So it was Holy like, she's like, has a weird introduction. And then Damn. I think maybe a year later, I got a divorce. And then I, I met at Nicole's birthday. We, we hooked up, made out. Awesome. And then she dropped me off at the house where I was living in the pool house. And my <laughs> wife my wife was living in the house. Oh, shit. And she was like, yeah, I'm not dating you. No fucking way. Holy and shit. then I just uh, text her for like six months. What about now? 
That what about now? That is amazing, dude. And then she was like, all right, I'll go on a date with you. Yeah, shout out to Benji and Joel. I know those kids yeah, for a yeah, long time, the best, man. man. Good kids, They're man. They're the ones that Joel's therapist. That's how I found okay. the right therapist. Okay. So I'm going to hit you up about that. Things like that. Yeah. Really went a long way, man. Holy those guys God. were really great for me. A positive influence in a time of need. Yeah. Big time. That's like I was important. still in the dark. I feel like that's a lot of like why Benji couldn't stay with me because mm. he was already past that. And I was, you know, it's like bringing, I could, I know, like you're hanging out with me and I'm dragging you down. Mm. You know, you're talking about positive and I'm like, blah, 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 <laughs> negative. And he's like, man, I don't know how much longer I can do that. Deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You guys still friends though. It's fucking yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I love those guys. Now they, they're good kids. Um, all right, Mr. Ellis, thank you so much for being here. And they can find you on social media, uh, Wolfmate, yep. correct? Yeah. And all your podcasts, all the stuff's linked to that or that. And yeah, what's the link tree thing? You oh, can yeah, click on, on there, there yeah. and it's got all the... I got to do that too, The man. Patreon, yes, you should. It takes yeah. like five minutes, dude. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I met you earlier, man. We can still hang, but yeah, it's cool. Wait, you think uh, we've we've ruined our relationship because no, we didn't meet at 25? No, we, we could have been skating earlier and all that. We could do shit. old man skates. I'd kind of prefer that. I, know, I was a too. dick back then, dude. You wouldn't have liked me. Yeah. I don't mean, like, did you just now. do a fucking in between the leg fronts of it? Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm way better now. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm glad I met you now and it just happened naturally at the ramp. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And you're going yeah, to be with Chappelle next week, my boy Chappelle. Yeah, weird how that it's all worked. fucking small world, yeah. man. Yeah, Brendan Shard texts me. He's like, hey, you're going to be on Chappelle's? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's my studio. Dude. You should go on the fucking pen. And I was like, uh, okay. Dude. So it seems like things Maybe are- do two pods next week, yeah. And I'm going with Brendan and uh, Chappelle tomorrow because Brendan's getting tattooed by my boy tomorrow. Dan oh, Smith okay. tomorrow, yeah, in, uh, uh, in Orange County. Well, tell him I said hello. I will. Thank you for being here, man. Thanks for having me, dude. I'll be back next Monday for no reason if I'm you want. Oh, yeah, let's say that. So last Monday, <laughs> last Monday, I get a text from him, and he's fucking outside in front of my house a week before. I was like, damn, this guy's prompt. And then I came outside. He's like, oh, my God, I fucked up. I know I'm not supposed to be here. But I appreciate you being punctual, man. You, you're very professional on that. You're always on time, right? Yeah. Oh Fuck. yeah, I'm early. Yeah, you're, you're, what time do you wake up usually? Uh, well, lately I've I've started to wake up later. I could do like at 8:30 and shit. Damn. Now. But for a while there, it was just impossible. I'm up at like 6:37. Fuck. And now I don't need to be. Yeah, you're so chilling. So it's like you're your I took boss. the kids to school today, so I had to get up at 5:40. But that's that's uh once a week. It's easy peasy. Yeah. All right, awesome, Jason. I'm gonna have you back for a part two. Uh, anytime, too. man. Love to love to be here. You're awesome. Thank you, brother. Bye.